Well, Pietri, thank you so much for joining us on the Sports Editor. We're there from Houston, Texas, the USA. Lovely place to, to live, but I'm sure you, you're nice and cold at the moment. Things have been very interesting. <laughs> it starts to warm up a little bit down here. Like, uh, but my house, we were electricity out for out 36 hours, no water, no power. Wow. So my house dropped down to zero degrees. It's just a little gas, a fireplace going, but... Yeah, we survived, but the first time in 150 years that happened down here, so... Oh, hectic. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we won't see it again. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no, I've yeah. seen some of the reports there, it's like, oh, it gets freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. But Pietri, obviously you, you played rugby, we're going to talk about your career a bit later, but mm. obviously you're involved in coaching now, it's, it's the West Houston Lions. And yes. What do you feel the, the USA is doing right in, in terms of, of rugby? I think... Um, they, they try to get the play of sport up to a set of standard that people like and will enjoy it. So that's why they bring a lot of players from the outside in to make it more attractive down here for, for, for their supporters. I think that's really important. And as soon as the rugby quality is, is good, then we'll go over into the more supporters will come out, the younger players will start playing. And that, that's kind of what that they're doing right at this point. Um, what they don't do right will probably a question as well. They don't, they don't support a lot of the youth and the D1 levels um, that they're supposed to. And I think that's a little bit of a um, stepping back. And that's where Colorado Denver team pulled out because they want to bring up players, let players go through the ranks out there and, and support them through all the MLR sides. Right, right, right. Because yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a Division One side that you're coaching at the moment. So that, that must yes. put you, your skills to the test uh, in a certain regard. A lot, honestly. Um, some of these players, we, we're getting new players every single year and some of them can hardly pass the ball oh, wow. properly, you understand? So mm. it feels like you're back in school, teaching a lot of school people. But one thing that I can't take away from these players is they're they, they driven to learn more and they work etiquette on what they're coming out to do mm, 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 practices mm. on Tuesday and Thursday nights after work. They're working all day, come out here, and you, and you, can, you can grind them. They can fall on the floor vomiting, and they, they, won't, they won't complain once. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is proper. That's true luck. Yeah, that's, sure. they truly do it because they love the sport. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Sure, sure, sure. But talking about loving the sport, you, you obviously, I mean, you love rugby. And you spent, yeah. I think it was just about 10 years with the Blue Bulls around about there. Um, yeah. Did really, really well with, with the team. But the first player to reach 100 games uh, for the Blue Bulls, you, you must have been just really, really fit. Or what was the key to your success there, Pietri? Um, I, you know, I think I was probably lucky as well on that point. As I, I didn't have a lot of injuries. Normally, mm. when, I, when I got an injury, it was the end of the season. So that cost me a, a couple of tours as well. Um, but, you know, I think it's just I was very supple. I was like, I, I, was, I could endure it. I don't know. I, I can't explain what it was. But I'm probably just lucky for, for, that, for a big part of it. And, um, yeah, so no big injuries. And I think that, that helped me a lot. And I think the bigger injury you get over the years, that always set you back. And, and, and then, you, then there's something can happen. So I was mm. just fortunate enough at that point. No, I think so. But added to that, we talk about Super Rugby as well. 114 appearances, and I, I don't know how many times you, you've had to answer these questions because I mean, it's it's just it's mind blowing actually. 
but that that also again just shows the type of character that you are because i mean that's a that's a demanding season but you just keep going and you obviously got a lot of drive in you and you want to you want to do yeah work. i think i think that i played three injuries a lot um, um when i was sore i think it's just a, a mentality that you need to have while you want to when you want to be up there as you there's so many good flankers was coming in that you need to perform on every level you need right. to be out there and you need to train hard. Um, that is, I think that is probably my, just for my, my character. I don't want to, I don't want to lose. I want to be part of a team that, that will win. And if you keep on fighting for that position, you just keep on going. And, and mm. I think that is just a mindset you have to take and, and live by it. Yeah. So on that 114 caps, a lot of people won't know this. Um, that was, I only, I, they rested me one game in 2003. That was before the World Cup rules started. Otherwise, I would have played consecutive games from the day I started till the day I retired. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You are one fit player. Yeah. My word, Pizzi. Yeah. I don't think anyone has actually ever been able to do that. My word. Caleb Rolfe is the leading holder with 111. All right. Just 104 consecutive games that he, that he played consecutive for the Crusaders. Yes. Yes. Because you, yeah. you got to 99 with the Blue Bulls. That, that, that yes. is just absolutely phenomenal. And then, yeah, so what, what prevented you from actually getting to the 100th one? What, what happened? I, I left the country. I, <laughs> went, I, I went to Belfast. <laughs> so that's why. I, but I would have been, like I said, 114. I would have been. I played 114 straight up. But yeah. yeah. That was that, the way in 2003 that they said, like, nope. You have to rest. Like I rest, I didn't even go to the World Cup, so I was pretty, pretty mad about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to touch on that a bit later, Pedri, because there's some yeah. interesting questions around that. Because yeah, I feel your frustration, and, and it would be nice just to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Before we get there, um, you were the Blue Bulls side that were absolutely dominant. You guys won Curry Cups, you won Super Rugby, and I remember it was um, I, can't, I forget the year, sorry, but you had to beat the Reds in the semi-final by like 70 yeah. points. No, that was that, that wasn't semi-final. It was a, it was a game leading up if we're going to get a semi-final or go yeah or go away to the Crusaders again. Yeah, but you guys won ninety-two three. Yeah, See, that was just <laughs> so. <laughs> what was the conversation that sort of happened? Like, uh, I understand you pumped up. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna hurt, yeah. hurt these guys. But gee whiz, how did you manage to get so many points on the board? It was just one-way traffic. It was crazy. Yeah, I think it was a mindset. I remember. Um, the Monday morning, we walk into the into the um, into the, um, where was it? Where we normally sit every day, and we um, on Mondays normally we watch movies, the videos, going through the games, and we were sitting out there, and um, Heineken May had this big seventy four or seventy three on the board, and we all start like we kind of figure out what this is, and we start laughing kind of in it and he said Victor do you believe we can we can do it and he's like yeah but uh, there was like there was just like everybody wouldn't believe what, what he wanted to tell us and that Friday um, before we had we had a preview and that Friday every single guy in that room knew that we were going to go and we're going to go out and beat them by 72 points mm -hmm. and we were so confident we were like that was the only thing in our mind the whole year, the whole week we were like 73 points, 73 points. And, and that Saturday morning, I found my dad said, Dad, how much money do you have? Don't put it on us. <laughs> we we got to win. <laughs> we got to win. Like, and they were in Oatsona at that stage. And um, 
of my my sister into schools and they they were a lot of Western province supporters down there, you know, mm. and they said, no, they're going to go for it. Like, people start laughing at my dad. Like, there's no way. Like, he said, Peter said, they are so confident they're going to do it. And yeah, the, the rest was history. Like, oh, yeah. Yes. Like, and they scored yeah. the first points as well. And we, we never panicked and we just kept our focus, our heads up. And Victor behind the post was just telling us, listen, yeah, this is our goal. We go back to zero. Every time we score, we go back to zero. And that was, yeah, that was massive. That was amazing yeah. game for us. Yeah, because I remember watching that game. It's sort of like you, you're sort of rubbing your eyes saying, this, what is happening here? It's just yeah. unreal. But it was good to see. Really, really good to see. Yeah. It's a great spirit that we can make fun of each other. Everybody had nicknames. Um, everybody had nicknames. And um, it's just, we didn't care. Like, we were like a family. Like, mm. really, like a family all the time. About, um, we made fun of each, of each other. We, we were joking. We were like... You know the culture that we had because we've been we, most of the team been together from 2003 all the way to 2010. So we know each other inside out. So that is right. We lost some players here. Brian went to the Stormers in 2009. Um, some players retired, but the, the core of the group was 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 2002 when um, I am Heineken myself, Victor Buckies. He recruited all these outside players to come back, and and that would that always. If you look at that team, that was almost a team that went through straight to 2010. Mornay Stein come over in 2000 and was it 2003, four, just out of school. He he was there, and Derek Hogart was recruited 2001. Mm -hmm. So the core always stayed, and we had such a great. Kefra Stenkam was 2004. So it was just. We kept it, and then the people were just coming in, and, and the culture was like, we we know we know each other ins and out. That's definitely we we like a family. It was good times, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's good to have a culture, man. Really, really, yeah. really. That is, it, yeah, it, that's the most important. If you don't have a culture, if you don't have the spirit in a team, yeah, won't get anywhere. That's mm. definitely, and yeah. We only we even had our own bar in our in our change rooms after the game, so. <laughs> Inviting all these people in is like, what are, what are you guys doing? It's just like, we are family. We don't want to go. We stay together. So that's good. Yo, that's awesome. That's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's I, that I, I believe then, and uh, I'm, I'm not trying to intentionally offend anyone. Yeah. I believe that's when the Blue Bulls are really at a heart. And I can say, South African rugby was an absolute heart because that was just an absolute powerhouse display of rugby. Is it yeah. fair to say that we haven't quite reached that height yet again? Or is it maybe going to come in a few years' time? What do you feel, Pedri? I think that I think it will come again. Mm. I think it's busy getting there. I think there a lot of a lot of problems we had in our sport, uh, money-wise. Um, and then in, we know what we struggle back home in South Africa with sports. Um, I think it, it will change soon. I think that um, the players must get Big time merit. There's so many good players out there, mm. and there's so many people that's leaving our country, going abroad. That's young. That can that can pull us into that era. Yeah. We just went through a trans. We just went through a transition. Um, but last we won the World Cup, you know, and that and that's good. And and with that is the powerhouse of rugby is there. I think that they must just select the right players on the right mm. positions. And look at look at what Jake did. Bulls this year, like from nowhere to a powerhouse. Yeah. It's just like 
simple the game and play the game of rugby that we as South Africans know and what we that we do well. I think that that is definitely the the that will bring back the powerhouse for sure. Absolutely. Well, since you mentioned him, let's let's chat about him. Jake White um, definitely has a different style of coaching, I believe. Um, yeah, a lot of guys. Do you think he has a different approach now, or has he sort of kept on the same sort of trend in terms of his coaching ability? I watch a fair bit of the games um, over the years. Like I've got super sport over here, um, so I'm watching it. Um, he, look, he went back to roughen up in front and get the ball open to open spaces. And mm. that's just what our strong points were. We've got big ball carriers. We've got big players all over. Look at Darkest name and you, you name them. You understand? There's, there's big guys. Arno Puerta, that's back. They stay big and and strong ball carriers. Mm. And sometimes we went away from, from, from our strong points because we want to be a New Zealand team. We want to be Australia. We want to be something different. And I think that if we have the powerhouse in front, Using why would you try to play a different game? Yes, you have to, you have to play adapt to the adapt to the world of, of, of rugby, but use the powerhouse, soften them up, and then the last 30, 40 minutes, you can 20, 30 minutes, you can play the open style that you've been practicing through the through the time. That's and I think that's what we did back in the days. Well, we toughen up, but then after a while, it was open. How many tries did Brian Abana score on a wing? Yeah, you understand. It shows you. It, it comes if you if you tie a players out, a team against you out, the opposition out, the risk will open up for us. That's true. That's true. Then, then maybe I can bring in one of the, the questions that was asked by a supporter by Philip Boyshoff. Um, you, you've got experience locally and, and abroad. So yeah. just talking about now Jake White and coaching, what do you feel we're lacking here in South Africa? If we're not lacking anything, where are we perhaps ahead compared to other teams overseas? So where, where are we lacking here in South Africa? I think um, I think that I'm probably going to step on toes. Maybe I'm yeah, but um, I think that a lot of we were short on coaches, and a lot of our good coaches left the country, and they all. And then you get then you get a new generation coming in, and mm. and, and then you have your powers. Look at when Swayze and Ackerman was. With, 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 with the Lions, what they did, because they were over there, they were bringing up, they're bringing young players, the coaches in with them, and suddenly all of those left because they want to go make money in Japan. And you know what? That's the way it is. You need yeah. to do that because we as players do that. You only have certain lifespans, like a lifespan, you understand? Mm. So that's totally understandable that coaches will do that. And um, I don't think we, I think just a lot of experience that we needed, a lot of players didn't want to, a lot of, I, Certain players want to step up straight into coaching instead of doing the hard yards, what Heineke did, what the Jake White did, and what all the other coaches did from, from school level up. Coach, coach the club side, coach the techie side, go over there, and then you go up, and, and then, you, then you learn your experience. Then you get a certain pattern style, what you want, and then you can move on with that. And you can, you can, you can, you, with that, you're going to take players with you all the years. So that's where you build your connection. You get to great players out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And did you feel we are ahead at all in, in, in any regard compared to other teams overseas? Um, yes, we are. We've got, we've, got, we've got quality of players. Um, mm. if, 
just look at the World Cup what happened, you understand? It's like best. so the quality of players, we 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 we've got it. We've got more quality of players, I think, that the rest of the world has probably. And um we are ahead on, on certain places. It's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen when they go into the into the European league now. Yeah. Very, very, so that's gonna be a different game, ball game than we used to. Ulster, since you're talking about Europe, you seem to do well there as well. Fifty four appearances, forty five points. And it's almost like yeah. your style of play complemented the team there as well. It was it was a good time for you. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Fifty-four parents out of fifty-seven matches, so I like that. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I liked it over there. It's, it's a slower game. It's a hard, hard game, and you have to you have to run into um, to, into bodies, and we, we enjoy that. So. Um, I, I really, I, I, I enjoyed my time in Ulster. I'm, I'm, the game that they played is, they know when to play, the, when to run the game, and when to run the ball and, and go forward. So it's a forward play dominated as well in Europe. Because you, um, so, yeah, I enjoyed my time and I loved every minute that I play. And the supporters just drive you over there to just yeah. get better and better. Like they are, they start <laughs> like those people, ice, rain, snow, you call it, they're out yeah, there and they incredible. watching you. Full back stadium, mm. yeah. Absolutely incredible. That's good to see. Yeah. You get a chance to watch on TV. Watch it. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah, that is for sure. But your, your time in France was, was uh, also good. Um, it seems that it was a nice natural gravitation for you as well. So you obviously played in South Africa, played in Ireland, played in France. Really good experience for the different leagues and what they're all mm. about. I mean, that's a nice, wholesome experience for you as, as in your career, wouldn't you say? I definitely, uh, yeah, I enjoyed my time in France. Um, Rugby-wise, um, struggle a little bit. Um, it's it's just they 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 different coaching, different environment. If you don't go to a great site or like Toulon and and, and your big names, it's, it's tougher for you because the local coaches they like the local players. They mm. they're going with them, and and so um, yeah, I enjoyed it over there as well. It was fun rugby there. I was just making the break on my first year in Cast, and then I popped my shoulder. So then I was out for three months, the first injury I had, and, and that just cost me. Because in France, you play so many games, you have to be on it. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't know about the friends, maybe they do, is they select almost a B-side to go and play away from home, and they always play the best players at home. So you always, yeah, so that's just the way they are. They, they rather let the away game, they will lose a away game, but they can't lose a home game. So that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's because there's so many games and so many things. So they're not too concerned about the away games than they are on the home games. That's interesting to know. Thanks for bringing that yeah. up. That, yeah, that does. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> but now, Peter, yeah, you, you went into play rugby for South Africa, um, 20, 20 appearances. But it, it was an interesting time for you because, like you mentioned earlier, there were a lot of good loose forwards in, in the setup. Yeah. The competition there well, was tough, but I feel that you believe that you really gave your best shot and effort because we were talking earlier about how many appearances you made, how committed you were. Yeah. Um, fair to say that you were probably underrated? I want some, I want some underrated. I think that... Um, I had a bad streak with some people, uh, not a bad streak, but um, it's, it was a coach preference, you know, and mm. that's where they are. And I lost my 2003 
World Cup because Cormac Griffiths said, um, and Rudolf Strali can echo this, is I'm not going to go to the World Cup if Piri's going to go to the World Cup. Wow. So, you know, that cost me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, I was fortunate enough. I played my rugby, my spring rock. I've got my caps. I've got my jerseys. And um, it was a fun time. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, knock on anyone or whatever it's just me as i was happy um i was lucky a lot of people didn't make that point will i do a different thing so then yeah maybe maybe not it bring me out to america so i'm i'm i'm, I'm excited yeah. for where i am um, i'm privileged enough to play for it for for our country so I'm, I'm happy yeah but in the same breath it must have been nice to be around so many good players you know <clears throat> excuse me Likes of Jean Smith, he was also there as well. Um, yeah. Lots of lots of good quality. And, and talking about that and sort of taking that fast forwarding to where we are now, it almost seems yeah. like the Springbok campus in a similar setup. I think the average age was roughly 27, round about there. Yeah. It bodes well for the next World Cup, don't you think? 2023, we should be have a really good shot at it again. Exactly, we must have. Mm. Uh, because youth and the, the youth and the experience is going to come through mm. and that's what it is look at when 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 they won the world cup in 2007 as well we had this the older generation coming in bring the support and then you get the young talented players coming mm. in and they, and they just drive it through so there's a there's a there's yeah we're definitely on a perfect spot now we just have to we just have to play smart and, and like i say and get the right players right positions and that'll be fantastic. I, I really think, and I hope that we can do it again, back to back. We yeah. can take it off from New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand, they'll be awesome, you know. <laughs> so we, that, that'll be grand for the Southern yeah. for us, especially for South Africa. Talking about New Zealand, and I know you, you played loose, loose forward, but Dan Carter's obviously just retired. He has to yes. go down as probably the greatest fly half ever. What do you think? You played against sure. them, too. You, you, yeah, yeah, I did. I did yeah. play against them a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we played against him when he was on 21 as well because he was in that group, that mm. um, 2002 group that the shots was fired at, at, the, at the nightclub. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 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 he's, yeah, he's definitely one of the greatest between mm. locals and, you, you know, that, that's two stars. Um, mm. The amount of trophies that guy won is unbelievable. The caps he made for New Zealand for Crusaders and wherever he went, he, he won a trophy. So, yeah, that just shows you what, what a good flyer he is. That he can that he can be a general on the spot. So he's definitely a great player. Yeah. yeah, I think one of the greatest games he ever did was when New Zealand played the British and Irish Lions, and I think he scored thirty three points on his own to basically win the game. Yeah. I mean to do exactly. that, <laughs> incredible. Yeah, against the Lions, you know, and he must be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but talk, talking about different players you played against, a question from Adrian Simmons. Yeah, is that. Um, Who's the, the toughest or hardest player you've played up against here in South Africa and then abroad yeah. as well? Who's the toughest guy you've come across? Uh, the, toughest, the, the toughest guy I probably played against was a teammate of mine, Bucky's. Um, <laughs> he was, I remember, he always got this giggle when he, when he hit the ruck. And when I played over, and, and was it Castle Wayne actually he was playing for Toulon in their States and man he was he was hot like he went and he, I just hear his laugh after he hit me like I just waited for that one because I know you're going to come for me uh, so it was yeah it, 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 it came for me so I, it was yeah definitely what that was one of um, the hardest players also in South Africa there was there was few man like um, 
Well, let me think quickly. Oh, my Akis was Akis was hard. Akeman, he was a hard player. Um, tough as nails. Vickers van Heerden, man, he's mm. like rock. You understand? He's <laughs> he's so solid. Just like when he touched him, it's just it's, it's just rock. So yeah, he was probably hard player. He was hard player as well. Genius. And then abroad, oh, there was a the filthiest guy is probably Delalio. He yeah, he was a filthy player. It wasn't as hard. He's like all niggling and stuff. Um, but Martin Johnson was was tough as well. I was I was only one when I played against him, so that was that was a rough game when he played England. So yeah, that was yeah, it was hard guy for sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I mean, it's just you know, we, we're going to talk about your career, but just you mentioned back his boy there. I mean, how <laughs> how did he do what he did? I mean, he broke people in half, and he would come out with a bit of blood, and he's just standing there, like, well, is that all you've got? I mean, yeah. how? No, he, he, he was he was hard as nails, that man. I don't know how wow. he did it. Thomas yeah. and Ox. He's just, and fast. He was so fast as well. He was just a, br- a brutal player. Mm. Like, I'm so glad he was on my side most of the time than he was against me. <laughs> that, that I can promise you because yeah. he just had no fear. He, he just had no fear. And he, still to today, I think he, oh, there's going to be a few players that going to try to be like him but it's going to take a while for any player to out, outsmart him for his hardness mm. and his and the way he played absolutely absolutely yeah but you you had an exciting career and obviously like I mentioned earlier you featured in quite a few uh, carry cups yeah really enjoyed the one i think it was in 2002 when you played the lions now we're going back yeah. quite a few years now was that regarded yes. as, as one of your favourite carry cups? Because I, I see you scored a, you sneaked around the corner there and scored a lacquer trial in the corner. That was good. In the corner on the on the right side of the field. Yeah, the memory's brilliant. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was. I actually watched a game. A friend of mine gave me a, a video clips of of most games that I played for my 40th, and that was one of the games. And I show my little kids mm-hmm. how young I was back then. Um, yeah, it was. That was probably one of. It, probably the best one because no one gave us a chance. We were young side. Heineke Meyer selected us from all over to bring us and to build that team. Yours was there as well mm. in that game. Um, yeah, it was it was a great one. And, and the best thing what I will say was that night I was capped to become a Springbok as well. That after that they, they I was introducing the team. So yeah, that was probably one of the best for me for sure. Uh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's good. Um, but there's been some movements here locally. I just want to get your opinion on one or two things as well, if you don't mind. Um, Sia Khaleesi's obviously joined the Sharks. They, they seem to be doing a lot of work uh, to try and really bolster their squad. Do you see them also being an absolute threat? Because I believe there's also the French, what they're calling the Franchise Cup happening in February soon. Yeah. The Sharks are pr- probably going to be one side to watch out as well. Definitely. Um, they've always been at our house. They've always been great. Like 2007, when we played final and the Super Rugby final as well. It's like, they're a good side. They're always recruiting good players. They're always recruiting the best sometimes, mm-hmm. you understand? So um, they're going to be at our house. They've got money now, you understand? Money talks, yeah. people goes. That's mm-hmm. the, the, the financial sides are probably figured out there for them. The, the same with the balls, and and I think that helps a lot for 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 uh, um, for Union to to be a powerhouse going forward. Mm, absolutely. And talking about 
a powerhouse and it's, it's been interesting to see you watch them especially uh, changing over to six nations now sorry just uh, just thinking because i'd like to get your perspective yeah england and what's that seemed almost untouchable um now they're sort of just scraping results together um yeah. not haven't really been convincing to watch yeah you know it, it is good to see um scotland beat england um yeah and unfortunately scotland lost but england don't seem to be really that convincing um you know where do you sort of sort of draw the line and say, you know, Eddie Jones is still a good coach or is it sort of bad player management? Where do you think England are sort of losing the plot here? Uh, you know, they've got so many talented players and yeah. also like you have to pick the right side. Right? I think you also go through a transition and maybe build for, for three years time from down the line. So that's also can be his idea like let's lose the maybe not losing it but let's be competitive but let's get a side up and running in three years time so we can be more competitive the world cup again right? so mm. so that can be that can be maybe his mindset you know coach is doing stuff different i know um that's he's recruiting great coaches around him as well and i think they're building now for to win the world cup definitely that's what they that's what i was thinking he's doing because he's so smart he knows where he's a great guy. He's probably one of the best in yeah. history. The way, the what he did, where he was with the Brumbies mm. and going all over, he always succeed. So I think he's he's building, he's preparing now going forward. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> going to be a good one. Like even like if you look at Scotland now, how they picking up, how how they playing. Ireland just was is up there because they they've got the recruiting right over there. You know, said the players can come in to play for the for, yeah. for the native for the provinces. So that also helped them to be stronger going forward. So they're recruiting a young guy that can be available in four years time to play for the country. So that all helps. Yeah, and I mean I don't need to say much more on Duan Fanameva. That guy has just been brilliant. Yeah. My he's word good. that guy plays well. Jeez. He does, good. yeah, he does. He's played no, really well. Yeah, like you said, they're gonna be keeping their eyes and ears open. Anyone that's looking for an opportunity that shows a bit of talent and I think that's yeah. why they're so good. They're just so good at fine-tuning those skills. And boom, the guys are A for away. And it's... it's been, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, because, I mean, talking about him, I think obviously South Africa was his first choice. Then he went to yeah. France, and still no one picked him up. And then Scotland said, well, jeez, what are you waiting for now? Now look at him. So it's... Yeah. It's yeah, just, with that said also, I think that certain, certain provinces or certain, certain um, rugby teams shoot certain players. Yeah, that's just the way. That's just the way they are. Like that mm. is. I think that look at look at CJ Standard. He's a perfect example. Mm. He he was. They didn't choose him in South Africa because he was too small. Or blah. That that's the whole story behind. But then he went to Ireland and he's he's a British lion. You understand? So he's a good player. He's like, he's he's phenomenal. We went to mm. school together. But the way he the way that he accelerated in Ireland is just. I take my hat off to that man for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So then, do you see the the Northern Hemisphere posing more of a threat than the Southern Hemisphere teams? I know we want South Africa to do well in the next Gold Cup, but just yeah. how they're doing their homework and getting better, you just watch it. They're getting better and better and better. Those little things are they posing more yeah. of a threat for the World Cup? I think so. I think that the amount of players out there is still good. So, mm. and then it does give us a threat. But we also have the edge. Be fast. Be strong. Mm. You understand, and now going into the England League, going play over there will will be good, a good yeah. um, 
eye-opener for South Africa as well to see it's a different game. It's not as fast as you think. You almost have to get three styles when you play over there because you play summer, then you go into winter, then you go into winter, summer, like that transition into the, into yeah, the end. Like yeah. the fires, it can be dry, it can be soft fields. So it's almost three different game plans that you almost have to get over there in, in that area. So that can definitely benefit us going into the World Cup as well. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Well, Pietri, um, sort of draw towards an end, but I've also yeah. been told that, that Hein Creek wants to challenge you to an arm wrestling competition. And if you'd be interested in doing that. Oh, Creek, um, it's going to be a long arm, arm wrestle. So he's far from here, so he is definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get it down. Yeah. Uh, excellent. I'll, I'll he's doing well. I mean, he's such a nice guy. He did well over there. He yeah. enjoyed it down here. And, and yeah, he's, he's an awesome person. And he did well for ESA and the 19th schools, you know. Mm. So, so Eamon, was it Eamon, Sean and Rasmus was together? I think it was, so right. Yeah, yeah. You understand? And that's a great guy. Look where Sean is now. Sean is um, doing well with the, with mm. the Lions. Mm. So, because they paid their, their dues. They went from school to over there. That, that's why they are, yeah. that's why they are going to be brilliant coaches going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. It's nice to see you guys do well. It is, it is really yeah, good. always. That's that's one thing that's, that I always look at with like people doing well, man. You take mm-hmm. your hand off to them and say, well done. Keep on going what you're doing because you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know, we, again, like I said, you play loose forward. Currently in yeah. your eyes, uh, number 10 is always a, a big, big factor in a team. Best yeah. number 10 at the moment obviously has to be Andre Pollard. But who's sort of Catching his his heels, so to say. Who's in there with a shot? Would you say that's giving away? You know, gonna be lie um, if I have to get out someone. Um, I haven't watched a oh, lot man. of of that, mm. so I'm not gonna make mm. spill my beans on that. Andre Pollock is brilliant. I think that mm. um, once again, you must. I, I, I like the Lubbock when he was with the, with the Bulls a little bit. Um, there's so many players. I think that we have to stick a player to his position. I think that's a lot of mistakes sometimes. Because so he's so talented that you want to want to use him. Or Ron Pinoff, for example, he was brilliant, you understand? Mm-hmm. But he played all over. And there's so many times that Kevin Boss, they play him then here, then there. And, and, that, and that can can break a spirit of a player. I think that if he's good, he either pick him to two positions and that's where he's played. We, he's a specialized position. It's not like a loose forward. You can play six, seven or eight. That's yeah. different. Or yeah. Yeah. You understand? It's, it's yeah. so more specialized mm-hmm. and you need to stick that guy there or move him to inside center or, or to fly. You understand? So mm-hmm. I think we just uh, that sometimes I think that people or coaches making a mistake and because the player is so talented, he's got a good thing and he wants to play him. And if the player is something not willing, we try to force him. And, and that's not a good thing for any sport person. Mm, interesting. Very, very interesting. Because <laughs> 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 well, I also had a nice chat to Hanukkah Mayer. And he's also got a very interesting philosophy in, about coaching and things like that. So it's, it's, it's very interesting that you guys have a similar sort of wavelength there. So yeah, it's, it's good. Yes. It's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where it is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's where it is. That's what it is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you've been absolutely brilliant to chat you. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Always thank good to talk Ryan. rugby. Thank you, Pedri. Always good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate no, thank it. You. Appreciate it.
Bye bye. 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 Bye b